Welcome to Through the Wire. Through the Wire. Yeah. On today's episode, come on, bro. Come, on, bro. come on, bro. You did just come in come at on, the bro. very end of you it. Hear me? Uh-huh. It was just, it's cringy. It's cringy. It's, yes, it did. Your face was just like waiting to see what everybody was gonna say. <laughs> <laughs> on today's episode, we got old faces in new places. We're gonna talk about. We had this Joel and B, Jimmy Butler stuff, and then the Raptors on the big old win streak, and we'll hit everything in the NBA. You know how we do around here. So I guess the biggest. Old face in new places. D'Angelo Russell played his first official game last night with the Timberwolves. It was an entertaining one going against the Raptors, who basically had no centers. They were running Rondé Hollis Jefferson at the five, and uh, they didn't win. No. But it was an entertaining loss, if that means anything to anybody. Yeah, I um, I had fun watching this game. It was better than I thought. I definitely like what I saw from D'Lo. Um, also, Malik Beasley gives me some type of hope for their front court. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it is, you know, there's it's still some missing pieces to this. Uh, I think they do have something to work with, though, going forward. Um, and, yeah, for the, the Raptors to not have a center, I was looking for, not to say he did bad. Towns definitely didn't do bad, mm-hmm. but I looked for but him there to was, do a little bit yeah. more. We were expecting, yeah, a real big game. Yeah, because I was yeah. like, Ronnie Howard Jefferson center. is guarding you. Yeah, so. 23 points you was expecting. <laughs> but the Raptors just play so hard. Bro. You're not going to outwork the Raptors team. That's a like, fact. Especially with all the, the size and length they have. Yeah, but with a seven-footer with that type of skill, it seems like he just wasn't being that aggressive. Uh, well, he got 12 free throws. Yeah. So he was he was being aggressive. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would love for him to get more than 13 shots, but all of that, you know, is based on what's going on in the actual game. I don't want, I'd rather him just take his 13 than be forcing shots. But the main problem, what I saw, if we talk in pros and cons, is something I mentioned when the trade first happened, is that their defense is going to be just like nothing. The way they're going to win games yeah. is dropping 130 on people and hoping they don't have more Taking than that. D'Angelo Russell wasn't like the answer to everything. I think it was just a, a switch into the direction they were heading. Yeah. I feel like, like they yeah. still have to address a lot of the problems that were there previously, even when they had Wiggins. That mm-hmm. also goes back to Towns, though. Um, for them to not have a center, defensively, he just had no presence at all. Um, I will say with DeAndre Russell, we know he's not some top-tier perimeter defender, but there were moments in his game where his defensive effort was there, especially um, on Kyle Lowry, um, deep possessions in the fourth quarter. He's shown the effort to at least attempt to try. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like Towns is going to have to, at moments, we don't need you to be a defensive player of the year candidate, (laughs) but just at moments, especially down the stretch, just be a little bit more intentive, um, have a little bit more... Uh, what do they call it? You know, just a little bit more uh in your yeah. defensive, especially mm-hmm. when you're playing against a team that has no center like Ron Allen Jefferson, right. who also isn't. Um, he wasn't really. He was sh- trying to shoot the three, but he, you know, he was. Let me see. Shit, he ended with twenty one in the thing. Twenty one six. Oh, oh for two from three. So <laughs> yeah. he got all his points on the inside, yep. and I don't feel like that should be the case. Even yeah. though Ron Allen Jefferson gets it in, and he finds a way to make it happen. But yep. a lot. Another thing too, though, is like. <laughs> Every starter scores 16-plus. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when I was watching the game, it's like they, they just get loose balls. They do all the winning plays. I was remember a play reminiscently when a game was as close as it can get in the fourth quarter. To think they were down like two. Josh Okogie pokes the ball out of Siakam. The Timberwolves just can't recover the ball and ended up turning into a corner three for Siakam. Mm-hmm. And now that's a you know a three or three point five-point swing. And now the, the Raptors up five, and it's kind of that type of game. But the Raptors are really – that was a question I wanted to ask y'all. I was like, are we sleeping on the Raptors? Are people sleeping on the Raptors? I, th- I, don't I think, think they so. are. I think they are. The reason I think they are is just because, obviously, Kawhi Leonard is, when he left, people were thinking that they're going to take a step back because they don't have a star. Well, that star blossomed. And you still have, like, the most consistently winning guy in the NBA as far as Kyle Lowry goes, great coaching. And they have a DNA there. Like we always talking about like the Miami culture. We're talking about the Warriors DNA. Toronto has that too, where they only have guys that fit their system perfectly. And then they have the next man up mentality. Now, am I taking them to win a championship? No, but I, I'm sure they're going to scare a lot of people in the playoffs mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. I can, I can see them being the Eastern conference finals team or making it to the finals. That's how just good they are. Yeah. Especially defensively. They really get after you. And then uh, offensively, I feel like they really move the ball. They, everybody plays their yeah, role. They play well. High, uh, high level of defense. They shoot the ball well from deep. It would be crazy if they made another championship run. It yeah, would it be. Would. That would and be some legendary stuff. Fred Van Fleet and Kyle Lowry. Would that they, hurt Kawhi? They get after you. I don't think so. No. No, because he is the one that hit the big shots last year. So it wouldn't take anything away from him. It would more 
blossom more attention to the the guys that did stay there because they basically have the same roster other than like Rondé and Stanley Johnson who yeah, don't even play. And this is just so impressive. And Terrence Davis, like you mentioned, they're not playing with a center. Well, they play with you know Chris Boucher, but you know what I mean. Marcus mm-hmm. Saul, mm-hmm. Serge Ibaka. They're also not playing with a 16-point scorer and Norman Powell, yep. and they still making it happen. And I, I think this is the trend that NBA teams should try to follow. As you know, it's a lot of trends in the NBA that a lot of teams try to you know apply to what they're doing or whatnot. But the trend of having this type of farm system where you're just getting a certain caliber players, just like when we talk about Minnesota and what they're missing and what they don't have, I see a lot of people um, – no matter who it is, just in the sports media, when they speak on this year's upcoming draft, they'll say, like, it's a weak draft class. And I think that right there is the type of loser's mentality that hurts a lot of these teams because everybody wants to hit the home run every time. Mm-hmm. When it's like when you have a D'Angelo Russell and Carnathan Towns, you don't really have to hit the home run. All you have to do is find people that play with them in specific roles next to them, mm-hmm. and you they can just be themselves. So now if you put a guy like... Um, my mind is going blank. What's my boy name from Gonzaga? Plays for the Grizzlies. Uh, oh, the Grizzlies. Brandon Clark. Clark. Oh, right. Yeah. So last year when they had, you know, they was in a position to get a guy like Brandon Clark, but they they moved and traded up, and they got a Jared Culver, who I'm not mad at. I wish he played better this year, but I still have some some hope in him, and I think he still has some upside. But a guy like Brandon Clark next to a Carthy Towns, I think is real nice because he protects that paint. Pretty, he protects yep. the paint. But it's like everybody wanted to hit the home run. And I think this that this year's upcoming draft is one of those drafts where, yeah, it's weak in a sense where you're not going to probably get a franchise changer. But so the fuck what? Everybody's – you don't need that. That's why Toronto is good because they find Terrence Davis's. They go and get the Chris Boucher's, Matt mm-hmm. Thomas, mm-hmm. Norman Powell. You know what I mean? Yeah, Pascal, that's, that's the best thing about their team to me, man, is that a lot of these guys either played G League minutes at one point mm-hmm. and slowly got to the point where they're in the rotation, or they're just like cast-off dudes like Rondé. Rondé spent a couple years mm-hmm. in, in was at Brooklyn, yeah. and they like, we don't even want to get you off your rookie contract. So he comes to Toronto, and they sign him for basically nothing, and he's contributing to a team that's trying to win a championship. Like That's the type of stuff you need. And I, I, I love what you're saying, Pete, because, of course, you, dra- you may be drafting a 21-year-old, but it's about your – as a as a front office and as a team, you have to get him to the next point. Yeah, mm-hmm. like you you have to find the first first the first pers- person with the best personality that fits that yeah. you know is going to work I hard and put him in that position. You, yeah. you got it. They have to be teachable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They have to be able to grow and they have to be able to just you know be be able to focus on the situation that's around them and be able to just analyze like this is what I need to be able to do I don't have to work focus on being you know a 20 point score mm-hmm. being out of my shell mm-hmm. I could just be you know a 3 and D and somebody that comes to mind where it's just they drafted this guy and he's been perfect for them is Dante DiVincenzo type dude okay yeah. he's not you know a star player but he, mm-hmm. he brings a lot of value to that team right. it's just so, about having that motor man you gotta have a motor in the drive to want to be better and he, I feel like that's the key to like hitting on draft picks but see I feel like y'all are specific y'all are targeting the players mm-hmm. fuck the players it's the team because a lot of these guys in these drafts they have potential and can play basketball that's why they're in the draft uh, the most important thing about the draft is where you go We've seen guys yeah. who've had talent and destroyed college and every level they've been on, and they get to the NBA, and we're like, damn, they not on shit. I don't think it's because we've been fooled and they just can't hoop in all of these years. We thought they can hoop. I think where you go is, is important. The surrounding situation is important. Being teachable, I think a lot of rookies, I would say 97% of the rookies that come in are going to be teachable because mm-hmm. they don't know shit. They're just trying to come in. They're trying to play. They're trying to have good careers. I'm not saying all of them are because you you're going to have a couple that are going to come in and maybe young, think they know some shit or whatever. But I think environments, just like Rondé Hollis-Jefferson, that's a great point. I don't know what the fuck Rondé Hollis-Jefferson right. was like in Brooklyn. Maybe he wasn't on shit, Maybe, mm-hmm. but he came into a winning situation. Mm-hmm. They put him in a role that was defined. This is all we need from you right. the same way um, Steve Kerr speaking of Andrew Wiggins this is all we need from you and the more you simplify it for young players I think the better they'll be mm-hmm. you just simplify it. this is what we need from you if you can do anything extra of course we'll take it but right. we don't need Fran Van- they didn't need Fran Van to come in and automatically mm-hmm. be a starting point guard mm-hmm. it was simplified but then he was able to grow get experience and blossom into a starting point guard. Mm-hmm. Pascal Siakam didn't come into the, the the Raptors locker room and they demanded him to be the starting modern power forward. Mm-hmm. He blossomed into that because they let him t- 
take baby step, baby step, baby step. Mm-hmm. And that's why a lot of guys, I think, come in the league and they fall in their face because y'all, a lot of people try to put them in situations where it's just too much for them. It's very too much. Yeah, these like they, guys they come in on a, on a team that has 17 wins. It's like, all right. Turn us around, my boy. Yeah. <laughs> when in reality, like Pascal was in the G League while DeMar DeRozan and them were still winning games, and then he was playing two-way, which means that he's around DeMar DeRozan and Cal Lar, who have great regular season success and know how to lead. So, like, the team that they put out yesterday didn't have a single lottery pick on it. That is ridiculous. That is ridiculous. And they've been playing that way this entire season. Yeah. So I, they're just such a fun team to watch, too, because they play. They, at full strength, they don't have a lottery pick, now that I think about it. Because Marcus Saw, Serge Ibaka, Norman Powell. Pa- yeah, facts. That is crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, I really take, think they took that DNA away from Kawhi. They think so? Like that, that chip on your shoulder, knocking from the back away. I think they had it, but it's just like Kawhi really brought him out of them. Because the whole thing with DeMar Rose, and I'm not trying to take away from him, mm-hmm. but it's just like they were always second to LeBron. Like they were always, you know, backing down to LeBron. Right. It was LeBron too, but Kawhi made it over, took them over the hump. Right. I feel that. I got to tip my hat to Nick Nurse. I yeah. just feel like whenever you can just plug in these different guys, and Terrence Davis won our rookie of the week last week. The whole it was a rapper, yeah, week. yeah. So I think that that comes from coaching, being able to find that that even balance of letting my young guys have opportunity, letting them make mistakes, but then also holding them accountable. And I heard Fizdale like two days ago. He was interviewed by somebody, and he said that was one of the mistakes he wish he would have made was that he would he wish he would have been a little bit more harder on the young guys mm-hmm. and, and held them accountable while also being supportive and letting them make their mistakes to grow. And I think a lot of people think it's easy. You know what right, I mean? And yeah. a lot of people go on Twitter and they're like, why isn't he doing this? Or why he's mm-hmm. coaching this? And it's like it's, it's easy to say when you're not doing it, but you got to find a, the hard mixture of letting them play to grow but then you just can't let them play through anything because they think certain type of playing is acceptable yeah. when it's not. I like the way the different ways coaches do things. You remember early in the season, Nick Nurse was like, all the guys we signed this season have been trash. And he was talking about Rondé and, and um, Stanley Johnson and yep. all those guys. And now, well, maybe that lit a fire under Rondé's ass and now yep. he's playing good. And I'm saying, it didn't work for Stanley Johnson. But if you, you got <laughs> half of the people you said was bad to play good, now you just you were successful. And it's rare that though. you see coaches like come out to the meeting and just say like, my players are bad. Yeah, right. yeah. That that really ever that really never happens. Mm-hmm. And we haven't seen him do that with a lot of different players. But I yeah. think he found early how to push those buttons. Yep, mm-hmm. and uh, that's important. But I do like what um, Minnesota has. I feel like if this draft mm-hmm. free agency, if they can hit on just putting surrounding pieces next to these guys, and they'd be good. Because I I like Malik Beasley and D'Angelo Russell. But again, there's no defense right there. Josh Akogi is the defensive guy on this team, but he's yeah. only 6'4". Yeah. There's only so much he can do. I think he's more of like a motor defender, too. Yeah. More yeah. than yeah. IQ defender. Yeah. Maybe he'll um, he'll get to that point eventually. Yeah, but definitely. Definitely. Um, and then Wancho Herman Gomez at the four <clears throat> next to Cat. <laughs> yeah. 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 Playing the big minutes. You know, so, yeah. That, it, it's cool to see thing. those two guys on the floor because mm-hmm. when they were in – Denver, you know, you saw flashes of them looking decent. Yeah. Uh, but them starting is such a is big difference for them, at least. Mm-hmm. So I bet they're super happy to have the opportunity. Um, another guy that played his first game for his new team was Marcus Moore Sr. Uh, he was not in that game where the Timberwolves wiped wipe their ass, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. When they won by like 50, he it seemed like. Two nights ago. He played the night after that, right. So um, Against the Cavaliers. Against the Cavs. Where they, drumming they, got they, they got their rematch. Not rematch, but they got their revenge on the Cavs based on what the Timberwolves did to them. So we do have Drummond and, and Marcus Morris getting their first debuts. Marcus Morris did his thing. He missed all his three-pointers. But he, I think you talked about this, how he could be a ball stopper sometimes. And, yeah, that's that's the way he plays. But at the end of the day, I don't think it's going to hurt them too bad because if you he know. is doing that shit, they just put him on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> the most value he brings is the is the three-point shooting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's not really much to say about Marcus Morris because he is coming to a situation where, like, his role will be relatively limited compared to some of these yeah, other dudes. Where he was legit just like almost damn near the number one option. He was. He was yeah, the number was. one option by far. So like a week ago. Him. So to make that transition in a week is going to be kind of hard. But shit, he still came in and took yeah. his 12 shots in 21 minutes. He was like, <laughs> I will get my shots. <laughs> same amount of shots as uh, Paul George. With <laughs> yeah. a tie for the second amount of shots. Um, that is, you know, of course. But I, one thing I do like about this is that I think he fits their culture. I think he's going to mesh real well with Lou Williams and Montrez. I've already seen him and Lou Williams mm-hmm. having uh, Instagram interactions and just having that dog-like mentality. Um, Paul George and Kawhi, for whatever reason, 
got to play every once eight games, <laughs> so he'll still be able to get his shots off. They are six and seven when Kawhi doesn't play. I'm just saying that's a fact for y'all. If y'all um, wonder what their record is without him. But yeah, they watched the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, no surprise. I did like Drummond. I mean, he came in and just did Drummond shit. His game ain't fall off one bit. He even added a three. Two threes. <laughs> two I'm threes. sorry. Yeah, two for three. Boy, he shot 66% from three. Oh, new uh, man. He said, I'm not ready for the 2020 league. Say less. And then the Cavs said, Tristan Thompson, you're only going to play 19 minutes. So hopefully they work out with a buyout. They make him feel like he just needs a buyout. Because mm-hmm. I, I just think he does too. I don't know why. I get that you want your money, but I think if you show your value with another team in these little next couple months mm-hmm. you can make that money back yep. on the free agency market malik newman got some minutes weird to see that, that that's name. a definitely a weird name yeah um we haven't heard or seen in a while um but yeah uh the Cavs. i'm interested to see what the Cavs do going forward mm-hmm. i've heard that andre drummond wants to take his player option and mm-hmm. come back with them next year <laughs> Um, it's tragic. Definitely get his bag. But I'm, I just want to see what they do going forward. I don't know where they're going to end up in a draft. I think their future is so weird. It is. Because I mean, yeah. if they get the number one pick, mm-hmm. right, or if they get the second overall pick, the top two picks in the draft right now would be Anthony Edwards or LaMelo. Just take who you want. Mm-hmm. Um, and even if you said James Wiseman is still in the mix, they already have drama. So it's like, what, right. what the hell are they doing? Then it's like... Colin Sexton and Darius Garland hasn't been good enough to where you say we're not taking LaMelo because we have yeah. these two. Right. I think you have so, to take LaMelo now. You still yeah. have to go with like just the best player, especially if it's... So then they would just have three guy young guards. Who, in a draft? That's number yeah. one. To me, yes. Yeah. Uh, Over, what's the guy from... Anthony uh, Edwards. You're right, okay. That's mm-hmm. the guy that I keep hearing about. Which I like, too. And a lot of people probably would... Cause he, but he's an undersized too, right? He's like six four. I want to say he's okay. like fits his body is a like combo. Uh, Victor. Okay, multi body. Um, so yeah, he's good too. But I just think when you talk about upside, Lamelo being six eight point guard, mm-hmm. um, he's six eight now. Wow, you that is crazy. It's just Lamelo. Well, he was basically your height when we when we met him yeah. a few years ago, and yep. he's already he's six eight. Yeah, yeah, that's that's, 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 that's crazy. That. <laughs> kind of looking down at him a little bit, but yeah. Um, yeah, they just have this weird future, bro. They yeah. have a weird future, like Jetty Osman. With Kevin Love and, and Andre Jumbo, you think they would be able to like compete a little bit if they, with the right team around them. I'm oh, not I know what you mean. Yeah. Like maybe right. in the next year. Oh, yeah, yeah. Just a little bit in the East. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. those are quality players. Mm-hmm. I do like Kevin Porter recently. He's been really yes. stepping it yes. up. And we can't forget that they are missing Dylan Winder, who I think is going to be a good shooter for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a lot of Cavs talk. Probably the most Cavs talk we ever had. Yeah, right, let's everybody some talk, man. I'll be, I'll be tired of people complaining that we don't talk about their team. Uh, but a lot of but, teams, at the end of the day, don't need to be talking yeah, about. And we don't talk about our own teams. Yeah. We don't really get up here and talk about the Knicks every episode. And also a good Wolves. part about the Cavs is that they have Kevin Love, who can get you some valuable assets back in the trade. Can he? Because I was going to ask the same thing. Yeah, I don't know yeah, if, but, if that's the case, he would have been moved. Maybe teams are get desperate in off season. It's possible. It was, but but I feel like if there was any time teams would have getting desperate, it would be now because mm-hmm. they're in the middle of the shit. And it's in the still wide open. Like we ha- we can have our favorites, but it's not like we know mm-hmm. the Warriors are winning the Western Conference. Mm-hmm. The, we're not guaranteed that well, the Lakers the Warriors, or the Bucks are going to be. I'll be like previous years, you know what I'm saying? No, right, right, I've right. been to previous years. Um since I did just mention the Bulls, this guard pack thing about the is it, is, yeah is it only is, that's gonna make it worse right I don't even know what you're talking about oh they, um, oh, they any they, fans they wearing, guy out? oh any fans that are wearing those shirts are getting kicked out so I've, don't, I've don't worn my shirt. shirt three times to games this season no they're saying oh, now. They're yeah, now. starting now don't wear your shirt don't wear your shirt. I'm gonna wear my shirt. Well, wear first of shirt. all, I'm not going to any more games this season. <laughs> <laughs> you going to the Suns? I'm going to the Suns game. That's the last game. That's the last game. I'm going don't wear to. your shirt. I think I'm gonna go too. Because I got to get my shit right in the next section next to yours. Be I got like, that Kelly Ube shirt. <laughs> <laughs> it's got his face and his hard eyes and his eyes. What? I think my girlfriend's wearing it though. So <laughs> there's that. But yeah, they're, they're fucking disgusting. But we don't have to talk about the Bulls because they suck, and there's no reason to talk about them until they fire those two jackasses in the front office. Um, pacers, pacers, yes. pacers, pacers. Struggling, mm-hmm. trying to reincorporate Victor Oladipo into the rotation. We were talking about it, and Mike was like, they should just trade him away. I'm like, bro, that's so unrealistic. You know they're not going <laughs> to trade him away. I, first of all, I've never seen that. <laughs> I think the thing about the... The Eastern Conference, though, is that they lost six games and they they're only dropped like, one spot. What are they yeah. doing? Six. Yeah, and they, they're they comfortably mm. above the Nets. Malcolm Brogdon or Malcolm Brogdon has been struggling for like a month and a half now. Mm. You're not feeling Malcolm Brogdon? Trade I mean, I still feel him. He's just struggling. <laughs> <laughs> to begin that game yesterday, I told Oladipo actually looked really good. He did come off the screens mm-hmm. of Kansas yeah. Bonus. 
Um, and he still hasn't really caught his rhythm, right? Oh, Victor Oladipo. No, no, well. he's still. I mean, yesterday was his first game starting. I'm pretty sure since he's mm-hmm. been back. And on paper, I'm like, yeah, this team's gonna be nasty. But they they end up losing the game. Um, I'm sure it's obviously gonna come around eventually. Yeah. You rather it happen now than in April going into yeah, you know, the this, playoffs. I mean, this is the kind of the scary part of adding an all star to your lineup after going like damn near half the season without him. Yeah, it's going to be an adjustment period because Malcolm Brogdon's role is significantly bigger. Mm-hmm. He asked him to do less. Even Sabonis' role yeah. was even bigger because mm-hmm. they were running plays through him. And at this point, it's the, it's now back to Victor Oladipo's mm-hmm. game. Yeah, and then Justin Holiday had a lot of big games for them throughout the season. So, I mean, not Justin Holiday, you know, Aaron Holiday. Well, both of them have. Yeah, both of them. I, I don't think it's, you know, some of this I don't think it's too deep. I mean, they just really lost some unfortunate games. Serge Ibaka's game winner yep. um, against Toronto. They almost ended that streak and played real well last night. Spencer Dinwiddie had another game winner. So, I mean, you know, the Pelicans beat them by seven. That was a pretty close game. Uh, the only loss I look at, and I'm like, damn, is when we beat them, the Knicks, and we held them to 85 points. That was a little... Damn, was that in this losing streak that was recently? Yes, that I don't was even the start that the losing streak. Okay, um, damn, that's that's tragic. Eighty something points yeah. against at anybody home, at yeah. home. Well. well, last night we had a game just like that. Yeah, we ain't talk about that damn. Game. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's not, it's, yeah, they ain't the Pacers. That's why I struggle yeah. because Pacers in the middle of a playoff race, mm-hmm. and all of these games have been home. The mm-hmm. last six games that they lost, five of them have been at home. That's tragic. So Victor well, a team that's normally good at home. Victor Zippo's numbers are eleven points per game on. 30% from the field and 23% from three. Just like it's going to take time for a guy with that major injury to come back. Yeah. And you, you have to hope that they figure it out sooner rather than later because they definitely have they, the time to. The good thing yeah. is they still got, a lot, they still got some time, mm-hmm. you know, and especially being the East. They could, it's not like they're about to fall out of the playoffs. If yeah, they, if they right, right. Losing yeah, they're in no danger of the Nets taking their spot. Facts. Mm-hmm. They would have to go on a double-digit losing streak. Yeah. The playoff which would be crazy. They will play the Celtics. I think that would be a very good series because of the inside presence from Sabonis and Turner versus the Celtics, who mm-hmm. we know don't have much of an inside presence. Mm-hmm. Um, but still get it done. Yep, they're rolling, Seven too. In a row. So yep. everybody at the top of this, this the top three, uh, Bucks have won five in a row. Raptors 15, Bucks at 7, the Heat just won one, and then the 76ers on a two-game winning streak. Mm-hmm. So things is heating up in the East. I'm liking yeah, the way. Yes I think, they, I think yeah. we're bound to have another good Eastern Conference playoff um, series. Because I feel like no matter the one through six, no matter the, the way it's constructed, we're going to get good first-round series, yeah. Yeah. which is the most beautiful thing. Seven and eight are pretty much locked at this point. <laughs> the four five matchup is bound to be a good series. Just because yeah. it's like five six teams that could be competitive. But even three three six is gonna be yeah, real three, good six. too. Three six and four I five. Think is whoever be. the Bucks matchup with yeah, yeah, it, it might swept. be Bucks and four. Yeah, it might be yeah, Bucks, 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 Bucks and four. But then we also get Kyrie at number seven versus the Raptors. Like Kyrie not to say it's gonna be like competitive or anything, but Kyrie put on the show. <laughs> yeah, he put on the show. So you're yeah. saying the Raptors just gonna blow the net, so Probably five games. I would probably go five in that series too. <laughs> Kyrie hit one good game. He's gonna be tougher than that to pull that. What if KD yeah. come out of nowhere? Just, <laughs> I mean, he already <laughs> shooting and running and stuff. <laughs> he's gonna come back in the playoffs and get hurt again. Oh, that's, that's, yeah, that's he's gonna be out another season. He. <laughs> Did y'all watch or listen to his interview with Yes, um, I have Matt a bunch Barnes of these, clip, these sound bites right here that I wanted to get y'all opinions on, man. Okay. Uh, so first, let's give me one, and then we'll take our first break. Let's take the first break now. All right, say less. So, y'all two haven't... You Have you watched? I've watched it. Did y'all two I haven't watched? seen the interview yet. Okay. Um, so, I have some parts of it, like the most important ones as far as what people gravitated to. Um, the first one is... This is him speaking on leaving OKC to join the Warriors. Um, the Warriors were so intriguing because in OKC, I played with a lot of athletes. I didn't play with a lot of skilled guys. Not like shooters, ball handlers. So after a while, my game started to grow. I was like, I need a change. This is before the season even started. I was like, I'm going to play out my last season as hard as I can. I'm not telling anybody I want to leave. I'm not packing it in. I'm trying to win as much as we can and try to end this up right. That was my thinking going in before the year. Obviously, I had a few teams, but the Warriors were a team I wanted to play for because of the movement they had. They're passing. They led the league in assists. Playing with that team, that's what I was thinking about. I was tired of playing in a system. I was tired of having to be the only guy who could make threes, make jump shots consistently. My mind was already thinking about how can I develop my game 
more so than a warrior's first thunder. That's so funny. That it it sounds like an audio book, the way you just read yeah. that. Even if that was a That's rivalry. Like about with that tone. <laughs> Even if that was a rivalry. Or a 2K cutscene. <laughs> Even if that was a rivalry. I didn't give a fuck. <laughs> I just wanted to keep developing my game. On top of that, we only played them one time in the playoffs. So I didn't feel like a genuine deep hate for the Warriors. They're a new, fresh team. They're on the rise. I fuck with them. That's the OKC thing. Listen, I love Kevin Durant, and I want to get y'all thoughts on this before I I, I don't even got nothing to really say uh, too much to start with. But the fact that he said they're a new, fresh team on the rise, Kevin Durant, they were on the rise. (laughs) (laughs) They were on the top, my brother. They was was looking down at the rest of the league, man. Um, But, yeah, thoughts, thoughts. So he basically said in OKC – he was tired of playing motherfuckers who ain't had no skill. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm looking at the roster. Yeah, me too. Yeah. I'm looking at it too. Hey, the laptop gang. Uh, Serge Ibaka, um, at this point in his career, was not the three-point shooter we saw. We no. see now. Kendrick Perkins, obviously not. Tabo Cephalosha, I think 30%. Andre Robinson was on that team. Ennis uh, Cantor. Ennis Cantor. Um, Russell Westbrook, 30%. Reggie Jackson, 33%. Mm-hmm. Yes, they did not have shooters. No. Steve Novak. They didn't. Um, I'm Derek Fisher was on one of these teams, and Derek Fisher's a shooter. Karan Butler like spent some time. Yeah, but what he's saying is is you know, true. It's true. But it's, it's true. just not. It's not something. I don't know. I don't know how to really word I, what I'm thinking. I think he's just saying that that team really would have never got like over the top. Mm-hmm. And it's that, hard to say because they were up three one against the team that he had went to, and a lot of people on Twitter what they did was they pulled up statistical. Uh, percentages and whatnot, mm-hmm. and some of these guys shot better than Kevin Durant did. Oh, like Russell Westbrook. Oh, and it wasn't a volume thing because Russell mm-hmm. Westbrook shot more threes. I, I understand the idea that you want to play with more skilled guys rather than the more athletic guys. I understand that for sure. Uh, just because, I mean, skill usually wins you the game at the at the end of it. Yeah. See, right, right here, a list of OKC players. Uh, a list of OKC players' three-point percentage and average more than 10 minutes in a 2016 playoffs. Serge Ibaka, 44.9%. Deion Waiters, 37.5%. Russell Westbrook, 32.4%. Roberson, 32.4%. Randy Foy, 30.8%. Kevin Durant, 28.2%. I'm surprised DeAndre Roberson. But, but we got to understand. <laughs> you got to understand this is just the 2016 playoffs. Right. I also oh, don't yeah. see what he's saying when he says that he doesn't he he said he doesn't feel like genuine hate for the, the Warriors, which is okay. Yeah, but there is, there is a little bit of rivalry right there. That he just knocked you down off the playoffs. I think it should be at least. It, I think you would it, want yeah. your player like, to like have said, that. He he came. They came in and beat them up, and then he just instead of you know going to fight back the next year, he joins them. Right. Yeah, I think every That's, team has a little bit of hate towards the team that just eliminated them out the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Three one, especially when you're yeah. going to the finals. Right. right. You're going to the finals, and, and they took that right away. That's what. You know, again, we all got Kevin love for Kevin Durant. I'm just keeping it real. Mm-hmm. That's where the shit look funny in the light because it's like you're telling us that before the season you already was kind of like eh eh, and then you saved yourself in this interview by saying I'm still gonna play as hard as I can. I'm not telling anybody I want to leave. I'm not packing it in. I'm trying to win as much as we can. But it's like before that you said even before the season you already knew what you was on. You just mm-hmm. wasn't telling nobody, and then you tried to also emphasize that you weren't packing it in. But then it's like, I can't help but look at you shooting 28% from the field, 3-1 above them. And it's like, I don't know, it just looked, it just looked different. It looked funny. and It just looked funny because mm-hmm. it's just like, I, 3-1, I got Kevin Durant on my team. I, I'm you still in the end. Yeah, you're I'm still in the end, bro. Yeah. I'm still in the end. Because at any point, he going to go off of 50. I'm buying my final sure. tickets at that point. And then it's like, who on the Warriors could have stopped him? Clay can't fuck with Kevin Durant. Harrison Barnes couldn't either. Iggy can't. So it's like, I don't know. It just looked weird, bro. It just looked <laughs> weird. That's all. Um, and then, uh, but some of this I do agree with. I mean, they, he did play a lot of athletes. Robeson is an athlete. Russell Westbrook is an athlete. Mm-hmm. They IQ and movement and shooting isn't like the Warriors. I give him that. That is correct. Um, but I just think that it just looked look a little weird. It does. Um, it does. On the Kendrick Perkins situation, he says, Russell going back to Oklahoma City was a great thing, but you know which, but you know that you were saying, I'm going to announce why Russell is the greatest Thunder player ever. You knew that was a divisive statement. You knew that people would be kind of like, oh, that's a shot at KD. You know that. So my whole thing is you don't have to do that. In order for you to praise Russell, you don't got to shit on me. 
because that's what the fans and that's what the media in Oklahoma City kind of made their money off the last four years, shitting on me. Perk, you're just playing to that because you want a job and you want some notoriety in your profession. But we were friends before this. So why are you trying to use that tactic against one of your so-called brothers? He just, But he just did the same thing. Right, wasn't he kind of belittling the OKC team by saying that the Warriors were this and that? Yeah, or did I misinterpret it? Yeah, he, he said he was tired did. of being the only one that could make jump right. shots and threes. So you did the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. So it's a, it's a bit hypocritical. But I understand. I understand it's the true. statement. Yeah, yeah that's I understand a good the point, statement. I didn't think about it like that. Um, joining the Nets with Kyrie, which is the last one we will speak on of this interview. I have been having conversations with Kyrie for the past two years. Again, this is also weird. Mm-hmm. Two years ago, you played for the Warriors. Just the same way you were talking about you played for the Thunder or already was looking at the Warriors. I had been having conversations with Kyrie for the past few years, not even about playing together. He always make these statements and then save himself as <laughs> We didn't plan on playing together. We played each other in my second year with the Warriors. We had a mutual friend and we had some wine together and we just bonded on just life in general and basketball in general. And that just formed over time. He didn't like where his, his situation was. And neither, and me neither in Golden State, which is weird. They were, yeah. Hey, yeah, I'm not surprised that they're friends. And we were just like, they hey, do, they do let's just see how this can work. Let's weird, try it out. Weird yes. personalities. Yes. Like, as just regular guys. Regular guys that are great at their I jobs. I just, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I love them both. I love them both. I really do. I just don't know what they, well, I guess for Kyrie, I can kind of see what he wanted. When he left Cleveland, I, I completely understood yeah, it. He wanted to be like, the alpha dog. Not even, but it's just like he didn't want to be in a situation where LeBron dictated what he was going to do. Because when LeBron yeah. left there, it's like he's left with Tristan Thompson, mm-hmm. all of these big-ass contracts, and he has to figure out what he's going to do. So he took control of his own career because you know LeBron would just pick up and leave. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I'm going to do the same thing before I can just be washed by the bayside on mm-hmm. what LeBron doing. I always think about that one interview where um, – He's like father figure. Father figure. Yeah. He's like I have one father, and that's I forget his name, but like yeah, yeah. That's, I knew I knew that was the that's moment. Yeah, I, knew, I, yeah, I feel like Irving. every time I see that, I'm just like, this was probably the moment he wanted out. That yeah, that was just such a weird even question. But it's like yeah, Kyrie wanted to take ownership of his own career. He wanted to be, you know, show that he could do more he said for, and spread his for wings. Katie, he's, he said it was like two years ago when he started thinking about this. Talk, this we're talking like, to Kyrie. Talking to Kyrie or talk about like changing teams? I've been having conversations with Kyrie for the past two years mm-hmm. and not even about playing together. He put that in at yeah. the very end of that statement, right. which is also identical to him saying, yeah, I knew I wanted to leave. I wanted to yeah. play with the Warriors, but I didn't tell nobody because I was <laughs> like, he, he just wanted to leave, especially after that. Maybe not after the first frame, but just like during that second time where it's just like he probably didn't feel like he was deserving or like earning it anymore. No, I, I think that was the real thing. I think that's that's like why all of leave. this is so crazy with KD is because he did that to leave to get the championships. And I think he won a championship and was like, uh, mm-hmm. this didn't feel authentic and this didn't yeah. feel genuine. And I'm just guessing. I don't know Kevin Durant's mm-hmm. mind and what's going on. But um, for him to have all of these things after winning what he left for yeah. it, he doesn't seem satisfied because I feel like he doesn't think it's authentic and the people haven't you know certified it as authentic and that's yeah. what matters what the people think it'll always be in the history books it's credited he has the rings mm-hmm. but the people in the streets that's what it, that's what he has shown that he's a guy that really cares about what other people think oh yeah, he, so said it a, he, he said in the interview he still has the burner account he still has the burner account he still has a burner so for a guy that's not satisfying the people you can it makes sense for him to leave because he wants to feel like he can prove his doubt. And, it, and it's also the Draymond thing that played a part mm-hmm. of it. He's I was gonna say that. it was some locker room issues. Yeah, I think part of that, that was just like he probably didn't feel accepted the way like genuinely do. Like yeah. of course he welcomed a superstar and, and and Steph is such a genuine guy and so is Clay. His Thompson. words were after that situation. Mm-hmm. He didn't feel like as a team they addressed it the right way. Mm-hmm. He said him nobody and, talked. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. him and Draymond like had a personal conversation and he said the team it. it Suspended Draymond, but after that, they didn't have like a meeting as a team where they just talked about it, and it was just kind of swept under the rug, mm-hmm. and they kept moving. Um, and he was like, "We're a team; we should be able to all talk about it, and you know, it don't have to be weird or anything." But he said he was basically showing up to work at that point. He's like, "He's strictly business," mm-hmm. which makes sense, I guess. Yeah, but it's just I don't know. I just don't know what KD want because it's like I don't think he does either, <laughs> and I think that's part of like you growing as a person. You know, yeah, you don't really you don't really know. Like you can want know. something. For this two years, and then after that, you're like, okay, Which is this ain't fulfilling, fine. and then I'm going to go somewhere else. That's perfectly fine, but 
And I can always kind of tell that he – I know he probably did it so they got flexibility. He always signed, like, those two-year deals with the yeah. Warriors. Mm-hmm. He never signed anything, like, long-term. So that kind of gave me the feeling that he was going to eventually just leave. I feel like – because it, it could have been a, diff- a couple different ways because uh, LeBron started doing that, too. Mm-hmm. It was like not, not – it wasn't because I think I'm going to leave, but I know that the cap continues yeah. to grow every single year. So I know that I'll make so more money. And if so much I more do want to leave, I, I can't. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, I just think that – I don't know. Kevin Durant, if you don't know what you want, then – I mean, you don't have to come out and tell the world because mm-hmm. what you want and don't want ain't none of our business. But you don't have to sit up here and pretend that the media or all these people are against you and – like people just being bogus. This is like it's true. You just right. don't know he what made you want. Snake move. Yeah, he made a snake move. Uh oh, you bringing that out? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's evident. Would you tell that to his face? I think he already knows. But I said, would you tell that to his face? I doesn't Michael Michael heard. It don't need to be said. Okay, because it doesn't do anything. Right? I'm just asking because in the interview he was saying it like no, not a single person has ever said anything to his face. It's always over the internet. Yada yada yada. I mean, so I, I want to see somebody say it like, to his if face. I'm not trying to say like you made a snake move. Mm-hmm. I, I did, like what is his reply to that? Where's his wingspan is ridiculous. <laughs> you made hey, I'll take a hit from KD. <laughs> just I, 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 I feel him on that. I feel KD on that because I feel the same way. I feel like a lot of stuff the fans say to us. They wouldn't say in person, right. but I also understand that when a people, person people deserve you, criticism, criticism though too. It, you know it, what I'm it also matters what the conversation is. I yes, I would say it to his face, but I wouldn't walk up and the first thing I say to him is right. a snake because yeah. I, we're not having that conversation. Right. I still like like P said, like I still respect. He's like one of the greatest players ever. Yeah, but it's just like I, I can never. Now, if we were sitting like down and having a conversation and. You know what I mean? There wasn't no cameras, and we just talking, and it came up, and he asked me, like, man, P, what, what you, you how think? you feel like? Right, right, then, yeah, yeah, I would tell him, but I'm yeah. not trying to disrespect. I don't have no yeah. hate towards him. I don't know him. And I wouldn't do it on camera in no interview because I'm not trying to be bogus to him. I don't yeah. I don't get no brown, no brownie right. points. I'm just of saying shit what I believe at that point. But, yeah, and I wouldn't call it a snake move. That's what Mike used. I would have been like, shit. I think this is I what didn't. the internet used at this point. <laughs> yeah. They always call him a snake. Because, I mean, he don't owe the thunder shit. He I would tell him that. Yeah, I ain't respect didn't. that. I don't think you should have went to the Warriors. But by no means, don't ever think that I think you should have stayed with the with the Warriors. I mean, no, with the thunder. Maybe yeah. Going to the Warriors made it the snake move. Yeah. That's what made it the you snake move. You don't owe the thunder me. shit. Yeah. You don't owe Russell Westbrook shit. Yeah, well, you kind of owed him to tell him. Yeah. But. If he would have went to a completely different team, I don't think we would be having this discussion. No, not at all. No, Nope. And I don't think he would be having burner accounts. I think he would have went to a team, won a championship. He would have been hailed as the guy, and it would have been that and that. But speaking of the guy, um, Joel Embiid, we got to we got to speak on Joel Embiid. Um, the, I have all of my notes in chronological order. Order. <laughs> Sorry, I said that so wrong. But I have it in order. So whenever something happens in the NBA, I'll be like, boom. So like at the top of my thing, it says, "Congrats, Giannis." Mm-hmm. Yeah. But then. I have this quote from Joel Embiid on his recent struggles where he said, I'm just getting back to myself, being a good asshole, just playing basketball and just trying to dominate. Mm-hmm. And then yesterday, last night, we see him post to IG with the the caption, you either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Mm-hmm. Hashtag the process, which also... People re- remember that's the same thing Jimmy Butler put after he, he requested his trade. <laughs> no, it was after he requested his trade from Minnie to yeah to Philly. So I mean, it's a little, it's getting a little spicy. You know what I'm saying? Jimmy Butler says, "I know a place where villains are welcome." And Joel and B replied, <laughs> "Like they're right, fucking Gotham or something." <laughs> yeah. right. And then after all the internet going crazy, he posts another picture. On Twitter that says made for this. If I can take it, then you can too. Philly tough, which I don't. I don't really know anybody that refers to Philly as the F H I L A. It's always Philly, but Philly tough. Mm-hmm. Hashtag all love. But the picture is him inside of the Heat arena. Right. Yeah. yeah. Just like subtly. Yeah, if I'm best Simmons, I go like that picture or like those comments. Let's say less. Man, get out of here. It's my town now. Give us back, uh, Tyler. Give us back all the shooters from Miami. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We want Tyler Hero, Duncan Rob. Give us Bam too. Horford, your ass coming off the bench. It's. I love stuff like this, man. This is what NBA Twitter is about. This is what it's all about. Just because this we, makes our job so much easier. It does. Yeah. yeah. It's just like I seen this and I, I did my what was my 
Oh, bugging? I did my bugging. <laughs> Look at him. Damn, I can't add shit to myself. <laughs> I was just following you. Let, don't be you. I was doing it with don't, you. Don't follow me. me. <laughs> Let me follow you. Let me see you do your bugging real quick. Do it with that. Yes, thank you. Thank you. Another viral another, moment for y'all. Another. Now let's do it together. Five, four, three, two. Go to Marcus. Go to Marcus. Go to Marcus. Go to Marcus. Go to, Marcus. Go to No, but in all seriousness. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, Joel has not been very great this season. He's been no. the greatest center in the Easter Conference, but that's not really saying that much because his only competition is what, bam, at this point? I mean, like if we're ranking centers at this point, Jokic is killing his ass. I think it's just hard for Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid to grow together. Yeah. I mean, it's just... Because, I mean, they got, they got booed on their own court comes to at the end of the day. before the game started. Him and Brett Brown. Uh, yeah, him and Brett Brown a few days ago. Mm-hmm. So that's what this is all stemming from because the fans... I, I think he could understand if they were booing him if he was playing like shit. But to boo him doing like the warm-ups is kind of yeah. crazy. At least I'm trying to think the way he would but i don't know mm-hmm. i don't know I, I think this is part of the problem with joel and b is you know he does a lot of this he does well as of late he kind of changed but he always finds a way to seeming seemingly talk and it's just sometimes you don't need to talk just shut the fuck up you already don't play a lot mm-hmm. and then you have the nerve to talk just shut up play just play all of this antics, I'm getting back to being the asshole, yeah, and I'm going to be on he Twitter. Said, he said that so many times, bro, and that's why. Who did he get into a fight with earlier this season? Cat. Like, it was yeah, Cat. It was, it was yeah, Cat. it was Cat. And I'm like, people are talking about, oh, this is what you want to see from Joel Embiid because you want to see, like, just that competitive nature. I thought that's what they said about Cat. We want to see Cat. Well, there's Cat. both of them in general. Yeah, you see fans get excited about that type of stuff, but it's just I want to see him play basketball. I'm glad this is happening. I think it's going to be an easy decision for the Sixers to make. Mm-hmm. To build with Ben. And maybe this is his um, way of trying to make it easier for them. I hope so. One of the top comments on his Instagram post is, stop hushing the crowd and play better. Straight up. And they got 1,500 likes. <laughs> like, straight up. Because like he had made a shot and he told them to shut the fuck up. Yeah, yeah. at home. Which is just funny. Like, yeah, <laughs> shut your ass up. But yeah, you know Philly, that's, that's the city of brotherly love. But they will get on your ass if you disappoint. Yeah, because Philly yeah. is a sports city. Like, we, we have Chicago. Chicago's not a sports city. It's a tourist city that has a basketball team. Like, Philly is about their sports teams. You know what I'm saying? Rocky. It, yes. Phillies. Yes. They got a damn Rocky statue, and he's a fictional sports character. That's the, how much they love their sports. The Eagles, the Sixers, you know, and then it's just a, it's a, rigid, it's a rigid place. It's, 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 it's grimy. It's, you know what I mean? It's rough around the edges, and they gritty. And that's what they like. So they don't like people complaining and somebody always talking and then you barely playing. And I think they, I think he's gotten a good reception for Philly fans for him to not have played as much as he does. Because they, 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 they cutthroat sometimes. Yes. You know what I mean? They, they, yes. trust they was the like process. that with Carson yeah. Wentz. Yeah. When Carson Wentz process. was always hurt with the Eagles, they, was, they wasn't really having that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think they've been real patient with him. And for him to just always find a way to talk, one day I'm not going to be talking on social media. I'm not going to be doing nothing. Then I'm coming back to it. Then I'm the best sinner. Uh, I, I live long enough to be the hero. I live long enough to be the villain. It's just like all of that shit is irrelevant because y'all are the fifth seed right now in the East. And if the playoffs started today, y'all would be playing who would they be playing? Miami. Miami, which looks like a team that could thrash y'all ass. And right. be they, he going to pull a KD. And even so that, I'm point, they don't even got their biggest advantage with them is that home court advantage at that point. Yes, because on the road yeah. there, what did their record on the road? Nine <laughs> and 19, the road. which I, I saw on Reddit, that's the same record as the Knicks on the road. This is like, that's for, for your team to be that yeah. fucking good. Nine and 19 is disgusting on the road. I don't, I don't care. You can't win a, yeah, I don't think they can't win a playoff series. Here you like have that. it. You got the guy that's over here putting in all the work. So far this season, because Joel has done his thing over the course of their careers, but specifically this this season, Ben Simmons has been shouldering a lot of the load and doing what he got to do, and he ain't saying nothing. He ain't on there talking, no social media, it's cryptic posts. He just do the same little emoji posts on game. Yeah, so I'm the, the smoke out the nose. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know, bro, uh, but I think he's gonna help if he keeps this type of attitude up and keep doing this without performing because hey if you come out and give them 50 or you dominate the playoffs and y'all go on this miraculous run that we didn't see coming then hey you can talk all you want Mm -hmm. but you have to play and perform to talk Mm -hmm. you have to you have to so tonight they go against LA a Clippers on TNT Mm -hmm. I will be tuned in Kawhi didn't play last game so hopefully he's going to be making the 
his debut for yep. Philly. Glenn Robinson played the other day, and he did well. He had some dunks mm-hmm. or whatnot. I will be tuned in. Oh, my God. It's a good basketball day. So we have Clippers, 76ers, Bulls, Wizards. Nobody watching that one. I am. Trailblazers, Pelicans. Because who playing? Uh, Rui Hachimura is going to be playing tonight. So that's You got your foolish-ass mind if you ain't talking about the number, the other number eight. Oh, right, Fuck right, 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 right. I didn't even know Rui was number eight, to be honest with you. Uh, you Blade, don't watch basketball because if I don't. would have said that, you'd have been like, yo, why? I just don't know. I don't know numbers in general. So Like, I don't pay attention to jerseys like that. So let's let's test you. Okay. What number does Bradley Beal wear? Three. What number does Ben Simmons wear? 25. What number does Josh Richardson wear? Fuck, I don't know. 32. No. Oh. 23. Josh Richardson? No. That's Jason Richardson. <laughs> I don't Josh know. Richardson wears no. five. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah he does. Um, what number does Marcus Morris wear? Zero. 37? Didn't he change it? I didn't, change see, I didn't see it. Oh. He was 13. He so you don't watch. You ain't watch that first game against yeah. the Cavs. What no, let's, do some, let's do some Laker players. He probably won't get all these right. What number does Danny Green wear? Not 23. Y'all are you know terrible, that bro. Yeah, I don't so know hard. jersey it's numbers. It's so hard on the spot. And then you try to think about their jersey numbers. You think about every one of them. And good. a lot of these guys were the same numbers already. He's hey, like 14. I'm, I'm good at a lot of things. Avery jersey Bradley. numbers is not one of them. Zero. Zero. I thought he was 11, right? He might be. Shit, yeah, I don't, I'm just talking. Kuzma's zero, so he's 11. God damn it. You was on here on your knees for Kuzma. <laughs> you don't even know his jersey name number. Another, name another one. LeBron. From the Lakers? <laughs> LeBron, 23. Alex Caruso. <laughs> Four, four. Yeah, four. E- Rondo. Nine. Taylor Horton Tucker. I can tell, I can tell you. He got to take you. his warm-up off to see his numbers. Five. Five. Uh, but we also have Trailblazers Pelicans. Good game. Uh, we have Spurs Thunder. Oh, hey, he over here. Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> he was hoping he was saying. <laughs> well, which, which one of his teams do y'all want to? Which one of them? Uh, let's go. I think he's the biggest Blazer fan than any of those Why? teams. Why? Right because now. Dame is on fire right now? Yeah, so. you said right now. I like right that. now. Right now. Um, let me just pull up their roster real quick. What Damian number Lillard. does? Zero. Mm, um, fact okay, that one. okay. Mario Hazonia. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> no, this is Joel and B. Stop looking at Joel and B. <laughs> <laughs> I'm and just, get real soon, just Mario. Joking, get real soon. Uh, Mario Hazonia. Isn't it? No, that's. Is he seven? No, no, no. It's not even close to seven. It's forty-four. And I'm not. I'm, I'm not even looking at the. No, I don't. I'm just looking at their roster. I'm just. I can't believe y'all don't know jersey numbers like that. Uh, Gary Trent. Fourteen. Are you Are you serious? What? That's not like these numbers aren't even close. <laughs> What's the number? I think he wears two. If I'm not mistaken, Gary Trent wears two. I mean, let me. I can't. Yeah, remember. he wears two. Quick fingers. Um, who is it? Huh. Carmelo Anthony. Double zero. <laughs> e- he got that shirt. That's the only reason. You, you know. Oh right, Yusuf Nurkic. Uh, he hasn't. Damn, he ain't played in a year. Fifteen. <laughs> no. My gosh, fifteen. <laughs> twenty-seven. Yes, there you go. I don't See? remember. Um, twenty-seven. Okay. Uh, Zach Collins. I ain't seen him play in a minute either. I don't know. So you're a big fan. Things that Collins is 33, right? See, I don't know. I have yeah, no I idea. He's 33. Um, That's one thing I will fail at every single time because make sure that Collins. it's just not relevant to me. You know what I'm saying? At the end of the day. Yeah, he's 33. Um, and let me try to find you one more. What's the good one? Hassan Whiteside. I think they probably this? know this. I think this is. Uh, he's always one of right? the same number. Wait, say it again? It might be. No. Nah, almost, though. Uh, 12. Oh, I was so close. Backwards, 21. 21. Okay. You know he got dyslexia, what too. What you were saying? I don't know what I was saying. Good games tonight. Oh, yeah, we had good games tonight. That's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Every one of the games should be at least interesting. The, the Wizards versus Bulls would be interesting because they're both, like, close to each Bad. other in the standing. Yeah. So. Exactly. Well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and then the last time you said that the Bulls hit a game winner. I mean, they went to OT. Mm-hmm. And then the Bulls end up winning. So it might be a good game. Um, as we wrap up the show, quick things to talk about very, very quick. Well, some of these might not be quick. Dion Waiters, Lakers. How you feel about that, Lakers fan? Man, it's cool. I think it's a wild card type signing. It's either he's hot or Y'all he's not. fall from grace, yeah. man. What number was he what number that he does he usually wear at places that he won't be able to wear and why? Because if he joins the Lakers. 
the number three. Why? Because Anthony Davis wears that number. <laughs> what school did he go to? One of y'all Syracuse. too. My go- Mike is on what, fire. What, what, what was the fun fact about him coming out of Syracuse? I couldn't tell uh, Fun fact? Yeah. No. He didn't start. He didn't start a single game um, in college. Gary Trent Jr. What about him? What college did he go to? It's a powerhouse. Duke. Oh yes. yeah, he did go to Duke. It is Duke. It yep. is. Duke. Look at my boys. It is Duke. Shit. No, I know that because some dude. What's the fun fact about Gary Trent Jr.? <laughs> his pops know. played. His pop played. No. You can just assume anybody that say Junior, they dad was probably in the NBA. Um, what was the other thing? Darren Collison decided to stay retired. How do y'all feel about that? He, I think it's hilarious because the Lakers fans <laughs> were super mad yeah, about if it. He was saying like that was going to be the last piece we need. Yeah. Pierre was in it. <laughs> He's no, a people. Said, oh, people. Because <laughs> yeah, a lot of Lakers fans, at least on my timeline, hate Rondo. So they were like, he was the Rondo <laughs> yeah. replacement. Now they stuck with Rondo. Why do hate? Why do Lakers fans hate? Do you he's a ball. He is a ball stopper. He just. He's just not what he used to be. Yeah, that's all it is. Um, Wait till that playoffs come around. Yes, y'all gonna be happy. Quote, I'd be lying. I'd be lying if I said I wasn't hurt by seeing it. Obviously, I would have loved to play it on the team. I'd be. Oh, that's Jamal Crawford. No. Ah. I'll give you A, B, and C. Okay. It is A, Zach Levine. It is B, Trey Young. And it is C, Luka Doncic. Zach Levine? No, it's Trey Young. About the he did not USA? make the Team oh, USA, USA finalist thing. Uh, how y'all Kyle Kuzma did. Yeah. I, it's, it's such a weird thing. It's weird, bro. It's Kyle Kuzma. And JaVale. Kyle Kuzma, JaVale. Dwight. Y'all have five players. Um, <laughs> you got it like that. Mike Conley. <laughs> don't, don't. <laughs> Harrison Barnes. Harrison Barnes is always there, though. Um, it was, yeah, some very weird names on here that I didn't really. Yeah, Dwight Howard. Yeah. Gordon Hayward. Uh, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, they didn't have Zach Levine or Trey Young. I'm glad to see Devin Booker made it. At the end of the day, none of them do. Most of them dudes that we talk about are not going to make the roster because it's only a 12-man roster, and LeBron is there. And, like, there's, like, superstars there. Of course, yeah. they're getting a nod over Kyle Kuzma, blonde ass. So it's like, <laughs> it would be cool to see them try out. But then again, this is – is Pop coaching this? Um, has to be, right? Because Pop cut he, Bam Adebayo this offseason. Remember? For the other – um, Team USA thing, not right, the Derek Olympics. White was there. Derek White is in this too. Pop has to be coaching. He got to be. Coaching. That's the only explanation for Derek White. He got to be there, bro. Derek White, no Trey Young. Yeah, motherfuckers on Twitter was like, "Damn, Trey Young from a different country, and I ain't know this whole time." <laughs> <laughs> uh, but that is all we have today, folks. Thank y'all for tuning in. We are through the wire live show. Uh, this is our last episode before the live show. Thanks. Um, you know, can't wait to see y'all. It will be on Twitter for you, those of y'all that are asking. Uh, as far Only as in the U.S. Storm, yeah, and we don't control it. It's not a through the wire bleach report, HOH thing. That's a Twitter thing. So mm-hmm. please don't uh, associate that with us. Anybody that's coming, let us know. Um, can't wait to see and meet y'all. And if you're not coming, watch at home because we will put on a show for y'all. We do have Kobe White. Facts. It's it's an all through the wire show. Like the last episodes y'all saw, we had like a what twenty minute segment. Mm-hmm. We talking an hour and a half of through the wire extra content for y'all with, with segments, with yeah. segments and everything. So. Yes, and if you do come, you will be able to meet us. People be like, is there a meet and greet included? You're going to meet us. Of course. We don't maybe, do the show course. and then walk off and like, hey, bye. No, we get in a crowd. We yeah. get mixed up. You can come and win gifts. Pictures. Um, we do everything. All of that. So see y'all. Enjoy the All-Star Weekend, too. Peace.